This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to On the Record with your host, Astrum Lux Lucis. All right, welcome to another episode of On the Record. I am your host, Astrum Lux Lucis, and today we have with us Sandra Garcia of Conscious PR. Welcome, Sandra. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, your company is very intriguing. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the whole idea of consciousness and, and PR all combined in one. Um, tell us a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning. And how did you get started in this career path? And Was PR your first thing or were, were you in something else first? Tell us your evolution. Sure. So uh, 10 years ago, I graduated with a degree in English literature and film studies. And uh, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do with that, but I was sort of thinking along the lines of um, doing communications for films. Uh, so at the end of, yeah, pretty much around the time I graduated, I was really lucky to be passed an internship position at a PR firm here in Vancouver um, by someone at the film department. And it just seemed like a really good fit for me because they put on a lot of um, red carpet parties for their film clients in town. And, um, and that intrigued me. And so I applied for the internship. I got it. Um, and three months uh, after doing the internship with the company, they hired me on full time. So um, that's where I got started in PR. I didn't have any educational background, but that's where I really learned the ropes um, of event planning and then also uh, inviting media and doing publicity work. Uh, so we would put on the party, organize it, and then invite media to come and cover the event and, uh, you know, report on the celebrities that were, were there. Um, that was a good chunk of the work we did. We did have other types of clients, but um, that's initially what intrigued me into um, that particular uh, position. Before that, were you ever thinking, you know, did you ever have that, like, when you're a kid, you know, and you kind of, when I grow up, I want to be this, you know, whatever. Did you kind of have that first and then fell into this? Um, when I was a lot younger, um, I kind of had a, I really wanted to be an astronaut <laughs> just because I've always <laughs> loved space and the idea of space just really intrigued me. Um, but I would say the, the skill that really took me along from, uh, from that age right through the high school and then university was writing. Um, I was big into reading, um, loved to write poetry. I did a lot of short stories in elementary school. Um, and I would say that's the skill that really took me along. Um, I was, yeah, in my second year of university, I, I decided to major in English literature. And then um, actually on an exchange to Toronto, um, I discovered film. Um, I just started taking some film courses for fun. I just absolutely loved that because um, watching movies was actually a really um, cool part of my childhood and how I bonded with my, my dad. And so um, I took that on and... Um, yeah, but I would say the, the writing part is really what uh, I think um, solidified the, the career for me. And then I just fell into PR, which happened to um, use a lot of those writing skills. So, um, yeah, so still doing that until now. What, what courses of film did you get into? 
Um, well, there's kind of your film 101. Um, and then I think the introductory courses here were um, silent film, old Hollywood film, so kind of taking you through the 20th century. And then, um, and then it gets more, um, more niche. So, um, you know, 20th century uh, American film, um, science fiction and fantasy, um, and then uh, kind of the different uh, ethnic uh, genres. So we did Spanish film, Japanese film. It was just the most fun um, last two years of university I ever had, just uh, exploring, exploring the world of film and, and seeing the different styles that are out there. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Did you ever actually do any work with some films? No. So there's at, at our university, there are kind of two programs you can get into. One is film production and the other is film studies. So film production, there is an application process. You have to, you know, make a little film and try to get in there. And I just had no desire <laughs> to, to, to go into that, into that route. Um, and, um, yeah, which is why I felt I... I decided to uh, major in film studies because, again, the writing part. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of film studies is just watching films, um, rewatching films, and then uh, uh, critiquing them and and writing essays about them. I did think about screenplay writing, so I took mm -hmm. um, an intro to screenplay writing course, and and that was interesting. Like I found um, writing is a very easy skill for me, but not storytelling. Like coming up with you know, characters and, and uh, situations and places and, and how it's all going to um, flow together. That's the part that uh, um, I found, okay, screenwriting, maybe not for me because uh, you really do need to, yeah, I can take home that really creative and, and imaginative part of yourself. And I, um, yeah, I guess having been immersed in a lot of English literature and, and uh, doing more academic type of writing in university, I just felt uh, that wasn't a skill that I had honed. So um, yeah, I, I actually haven't um, decided to pursue that area. But it's, I've been thinking about it, you know, off and on here and there about uh, trying it again. So who knows, maybe uh, yeah. in the future. Yeah, because there's got to be a, a creative part to what you do now with writing, you know, for, for doing PR. It's got to be creative writing somewhat in that. Yeah, I would say the creativity comes more in terms of how can we position a company and what they're doing or an event in a creative way so that the media will want to pick up on it or their um, audiences on social media will want to engage more. So it's, it's more of that type of creativity now that I, I think I'm working more on. Um, yeah, rather than actually, um, I mean, it is, there is some wordplay involved, um, but it's mm -hmm. less, it's less advertising than it is storytelling. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's a slight difference between the different marketing, um, types and then, and how to use, yeah, how do you use writing in, in each of them. So, Let's talk a little bit about some vision and vision work. Back when you were in college, did you ever have a vision for your life and, and kind of a path that you saw unfolding in regards to a, a vision? Not necessarily a, a goal outcome, but just a, a vision for the way you wanted to live your life. You know, I can't say uh, I can't say it did at that point because um, when I was uh, when I was younger, um, you know, I, I attribute my parents a lot for, for motivating us into being good students. My, my siblings and I 
And so um, just working really hard and getting good grades in school was, was really the priority for me, and, and that allowed me to go to university. Um, but at that point, um, again, I just, I just sort of followed my intuition, I'd say, in, in terms of um, what to study and things that I liked to study. But I still, I, I still didn't really have that, that big vision. And so, um, yeah, I would say at that point it was just um, following intuition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the mm -hmm. best way I can explain it. Um, and even at the, uh, the first company that I worked with, um, it was, again, I didn't have any PR experience, so I didn't really have any, any expectations. But I, I, that was my first and only job. Because after a year and a half of working, um, you know, my butt off, uh, a lot of overtime at those events, um, I realized event planning was not for me. And so that was another intuitive um, kind of signal to me that, okay, it's time to leave this company and pursue something else. So, so yeah, I mean, I've never had a huge vision for, for where I wanted to be. I, I'd say I, I would, you know, I would get myself into a situation and I would just listen for signals on what to do next. So what, what are some of those signals? Like how does intuition, what does that look like for you? What, what, do you, what are your guided posts and your guidance systems that, that guide you? Yeah, um, it, it's really interesting. Around that time, or just before the time I left that company, we did some work, some PR work for uh, a yoga um, yoga competition out here, and so I ended up getting these yoga passes, and I'd never taken yoga before, so I started using these yoga passes. Um, really loved yoga, and I would say that really that helped kind of set me on the path of you know quote unquote consciousness that I feel that I'm on now. Um, I, I really loved yoga. I, um, you know, that kind of set me on the path of meditation. I started reading all of these self-help books. Um, and then I think guided me through the time when I left the company and was figuring out for the next six months what to do next. And, um, yeah, during those six months, I kind of just, I did some traveling and, um, yeah, just kind of, was in limbo <laughs> for a bit. I didn't really feel like I wanted to. Yeah, I just had this, I don't know, it could have been fear, but I just had this strong signal to not not apply for any other PR firms because I was thinking I might get myself into the same situation where I, I you know, I'm in this uh, high-paced business and, and I'm going to burn myself out. So, so I didn't want to go that path. Um, and I had looked to my sister who... Um, had become a partner of a small business. She'd moved up from admin assistant to, to owning, partly owning a small business. And so I had her as an example of um, running your own business. And so, uh, yeah, so six months after I left the company, I just decided to start freelancing. And that was my start into um, running my own business. And again, like, you know, no business background, no, uh, you know, I didn't have a mentor at that point. I just, it's just something I fell into and that I felt, you know, I'm going to try this and see how that goes. And, um, yeah, and then a couple years later, that's when I got the another strong signal to move in a different direction in terms of clientele. So I was initially uh, trying to work with a lot of entertainment 
uh, events and lifestyle clients, and then I shifted again um, to trying to work with more values-based, um, socially and environmentally responsible clients. Let's talk about the freelancing part a little bit, because that's very entrepreneurial, and that's a very specific mindset, and, and that can be encompassed with a lot of fear because you know, you're completely on your own. There's no paycheck coming in unless you're making it. So what was that like for you as a freelancer and, and kind of how did you navigate through that and what did you do? Yeah, again, I just kind of leapt into it. Um, yeah, I would say in the beginning there was a bit of fear and um, just, yeah, not really knowing what uh, what to do. <laughs> but uh, again, I think I was just really motivated by my sister and um, and also, she ended up, you know, employing me part-time. So so that helped me a lot in the beginning as well. Um, the first three years, I was working for her business part-time while trying to get this, this freelance business, um, PR business, off the ground. And so I think that, that helped me out a lot because it, that, that part-time job kind of gave me that safety blanket um, mm. while I was still kind of up and down um, with projects throughout the years. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce, and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. So yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night, dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you embrace your yes to success. Beautiful job, eWomen. Hi, this is Astrum Luxlucis, host of On the Record on the EWN Radio Network. We're aligning with North America's number one resource for connecting and promoting women in business positively influence your business profile and success? Does the idea of positioning your product or service as champion of an exceptional international online platform tailored to women in business sound lucrative? Do you want collaborations with high caliber, like-minded, like-hearted women in business? On the Record sponsorship opportunities will provide you with just that and more. Over half a million women business owners and corporate professionals connected. 1,500 plus women's business events yearly and the largest four-day international conference produced annually. Over a quarter million monthly listeners are eager to learn about your business. Call Tammy Markham at 512-914-3952. That's 512-914-3952 to secure your sponsorship spots today. And we're back on the record. What were some of the the lessons that you learned throughout that experience? Um, Business background definitely helps. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, about a a year into it, I ended up applying for um, a government-funded program here in D.C. Unfortunately, it's not around anymore, but... 
um, it, it was like business 101. So um, it was kind of like two weeks full-time being in school. Um, they kind of, yeah, they, they guided you through creating a business plan, um, you know, book, basic bookkeeping and, and what to do when you're working with an accountant and all of these things, kind of these basic things. And I, I felt really lucky to be in that program because it was completely funded and um, I just happened to meet the criteria that, um, that, yeah, that you had to meet in order to get into it. So, so that really helped me and uh, I realized I wasn't char charging nearly enough that I needed to actually make a living and so I, I um, doubled or tripled my fees, I think, at that point. Um, and it's, yeah, it still took me a while to, to, to get off the ground. Um, I, I ended up doing a, a mentorship program a little bit later after that, um, about a year after that as well. Um, that was, that's also set up through one of our um, uh, government-funded programs here called Women's Enterprise Center. So they match you up with um, uh, a woman mentor, and she was super helpful. Um, again, we kind of went through, our business, went through my business plan. Um, she helped me create uh, my first sales funnel. I'd, I'd never heard of, I'd never heard of making, making a sales funnel. <laughs> and so we, yeah, so we set up that system, and, 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 and that's something I'm still, you know, still using today. Um, yeah, just went through everything, like email templates that I was sending out, um, any types of communications. Um, outgoing. I ended up redoing my, my business cards. So it, it really helps to have, um, yeah, kind of the basic, uh, a basic foundation in the beginning. And then, um, yeah, and then working with a mentor, I would say, um, it's hugely helpful. Do you still work with a mentor now? Um, not an official mentor now. I do have a mastermind group uh, that I'm with. We meet every six weeks, and uh, I think that's super helpful because uh, we're all kind of going through things together, and um, we, we're, we're also all in uh, one area of marketing, but non-competing. So um, there's the ability for us to refer clients to each other, and um, that's really been, been helpful for me and supportive. So. Yeah, so I, I find that sort of like a, uh, a mentorship tool for me. Yeah, networking groups are very important. So do you, as you've progressed now getting into business and stuff, and now you're running your own business, do you now have a vision? Yes. Um, last year was uh, a really great year for us. Um, I started actually bringing on interns onto my team, and this was on a dare from my mastermind colleagues, actually, because <laughs> I was asking them, you know, how do you know when it's when it's time to start start bringing people on? Because I I'd, I'd always um, pictured uh, just working on my own, and and they said, you know what, just try it out, just test it out, you know, get a student intern, see what the experience was like for you, and um, thank goodness that I did that because last year ended up being a really busy year. And just a lot of referrals were coming my way. I, I barely did any sort of, you know, uh, marketing outreach. Um, so it, it ended up being a really busy year for me. And um, and I got the experience of bringing on other people and being able to delegate some work. So at the end of last year, I kind of went, uh, yeah, I kind of got uh, an opportunity to really now vision where I want the company to go. and. And I thought, um, you know, I don't, I still don't want a huge PR firm, you know, that's that's got one of these big downtown offices and and a lot of employees. I, I still 
feel like there's a strength in keeping a small and keeping it small, but I mm -hmm. do want to have team members that are more um, leaders. So instead of me, um, yeah, kind of being a project manager, I would really like to have um, one uh, or actually two full-time staff. Maybe one is is more an extra uh, expert in uh, publicity and traditional media, and the other um, in social media, and then. Um, student interns as, as we need them. So that's kind of the vision for my company for the next few years, and, and that's what I'm going to be focusing on for the rest of this year is, is just um, getting enough work so that um, I can maybe hire a, a, a contractor. And um, yeah, and then maybe that person may, uh, may um, transition into, into a permanent role with us. So do you have benchmarks and action steps that you've put together for moving that forward? Yeah, I've, I've come up with a, sort of a vision plan, and I'm actually working through a book called Double Double by Cameron Harold, and I'm only on like the fourth chapter, but the first uh, three chapters, um, I think it's the first chapter where he has you write out your vivid vision, he calls it, um, for the next three years. And this is something that he uh, mentors other CEOs of, of large, both small and large companies to do, and it's, it's quite interesting. I, I, you can go on his website and download um, these vision plans of other companies to see what they see, um, what they've written down for them, and uh, yeah, and I think that's, that's a really cool place to start because it, it, it lets you see where you want to be in three years, and then I think uh, chapter two is the goals that you need to set to to, um, to get there. And so those are the more practical um, what needs to happen, you know, working your way backwards. And so I've, I've, gotten, I've gone through that as well. Um, but yeah, I would say in the short term, it, for me, it's, it's just about, um, yeah, business development and, and sales, because um, I do need the volume of work to be able to, um, yeah, to bring on more permanent people onto my team. I'm still working with, with student interns, which is uh, working out really well for me right now. And are you get, you're getting them from like local universities? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, where do you feel your company is right now as far as uh, success level? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like we're at the peak of how successful I could be as a solopreneur. Um, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty well known locally I would say in in the um, social venture eco um, industry here that um, is still growing. It's still, I, I think, um, in, its, in its early stages here in Vancouver. But I, I feel like even though I'm at the peak of that stage in my business, um, we're at the beginning of, of a new wave of business that's coming. Because um, I've, I've done some research on uh, what other cities or, or um, other places are doing to foster this, uh, this industry of social venture, um, eco-businesses, and, um, and there are things going on everywhere um, in terms of this. And so what, what I'm actually doing, what, what, what one of my New Year's resolutions was for this year is to um, become a B Corporation. So for people who not who are not familiar with that, it's a certification that you can get um, 
that kind of gives your company a stamp of approval that you are a socially and environmentally responsible company. It's like you're fair trade uh, hmm. certified or you're organic certified. And there are just over 1,300 companies around the world that have this certification. And um, you have to, you fill out this assessment review. And this review is, is free online for anyone to take. And you have to complete a minimum, or you have to um, gain a minimum of 80 out of 200 points that they've, um, that they've put together in this review to qualify and apply for B Corp, uh, B Corp certification. So, um, so at the beginning of the year, I did the review again for the second time. And um, yeah, and then just decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this. And so I, I got myself to the point where we were at 69 points. And, and, then, and then I did a review with um, somebody at B Corp um, just actually a week and a half ago. And they, they reviewed the, uh, the assessment with me, and I was able, able to get an additional five points. So now I'm at 74 and very close to the, the minimum that we need to apply. And um, yeah, and so I think it's, for us, it's very doable to get the certification this year. Um, but more so, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it not only for us to, to show the world, you know, that we, that we actually believe it, um, we actually do the values that we, um, that we say that we uh, believe in, um, but also to inspire other companies, both locally and around the world, to, to work, either work toward it or just become a more, um, more conscious business. Because I think it's so important in our world today that businesses become a force of good for, um, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, and, and it seems that things are moving that way too. Um, there's a lot more people aware of, of you know, that we, we all have to work together to um, keep this planet, you know, our home and, and mm -hmm. get along with one another. And uh, so that, that's, that's awesome that that's, that's happening for you and for the world. Let's talk a little bit about mindset. Um, what do you feel your mindset is when you are facing challenges and obstacles? And do you feel your mindset is, is important in moving you forward? And what do you do if you're in a fear-based mindset to kind of get out of that? That's a great question. Um, yeah, this year has been a little more challenging than last because um, we ended up losing a few of our event clients. And so not having that um, that uh, that revenue that I've you know we've we've had for a few a few consecutive years, um, yeah, I found you know we're we're sort of behind where we were last year, and uh, yeah, and that can really take a toll on your motivation. And so um, the first thing I do is is just tell other people how you feel. I think um, yeah, just kind of sharing your feelings and not bottling them up that 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 really helps because. Um, you know, whether it's a partner who doesn't really know what's going on in um, my business and, you know, he shouldn't uh, be that uh, safety blanket for me, um, he at least is, is aware of what's going on with me. And then, um, and then I definitely have taken that to my mastermind colleagues where, yeah, I tell them, you know, things aren't going so great right now. What tips do you have for me? 
um, both practical and and for um, yeah and emotional. And that's that's the advantage I think of being being uh, in a mastermind with other women. They they definitely can can relate to to that emotionality a bit more. Um, yeah, and just just finding that support system to stay motivated. And um, like if you are a membership a member of um, business organizations or networking organizations, I find that that support can be hugely valuable too. Like um, I'm a member of uh, eWomen Network. So here at the Vancouver chapter, um, we have both the, um, the smaller strategic business introduction events where we can come and bring a challenge that we're having and get other people's feedback on it. So that, those have been hugely helpful. And we also have a private Facebook group that all of the members are on. And so um, it's so easy to just pop a question in, in there. And, uh, and within, within hours, um, you know, you'll get feedback from a whole bunch of people. And, uh, and I feel that's so helpful and so important when things aren't going so great to just, uh, again, get that support and, and um, practical advice from, from people who probably don't do the same thing. We'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Whether you are in business for yourself and you're a startup or you're a big company and you've been around for a while or if you're just an individual that needs a website, you have probably already learned it can be pretty crazy and stressful to make a website that meets the demands of today's consumer. From hard to use site builders to expensive web developer costs, here at For the King, our basic custom web design and hosting starts at just $37. You heard us right, a fully custom site for $37. Head to our website at www.fortheking.co. Once again, that's www.fortheking.co. And we're back on the record. Do you ever find yourself sort of um, chasing your tail or kind of, I call it the Einstein theory of insanity, where you do the same thing over and over again, but you expect a different result? And mm -hmm. um, from this place, kind of what caused you to wake up or have your aha moment to do something different? You know, I'd have to say it's usually, it usually comes from someone on the outside that's able to shine light on, on something that I'm that I can't see that I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. My friend, my, my, my colleague, uh, Michaela, calls it blind spots because, um, yeah, like 
something that may have worked for you before or a system that used to may not anymore, right? And but because I don't know anything else, like I don't know any better. <laughs> you just mm -hmm. keep repeating and hoping for this yeah, for the same result that you may have had before. So um, yeah, so I think again, communicating with somebody, um, whether it's a mentor who can kind of see things from a bigger picture and 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 give advice or or different tips that you may not have been trying. Those those types of things are hugely helpful. And also um, a great accountant. Like uh, I mean, I've had an accountant for a number of years now, but I just I just started working with somebody new last year who. Um, now has a process of meeting with me um, about quarterly, so every couple of months, to review my numbers. And that's something that, I, that uh, I've never done before. I mean, I've done on my own, but, uh, <laughs> but to, to have that um, other, um, have an interpreter. Yeah, because accountants are the, that's their thing, right? They, they, they can show you what the numbers are telling you. So, so I'd say that's another thing, um, having a great accountant who can really, um, interpret those numbers for you. Um, that that's been hugely helpful, and then that can can also um, motivate you to try something try something different. So, being a business owner, you're very busy running a business and, and kind of wearing all these different hats, as well as you know working with clients and stuff. What are some things that you do to maintain balance in your life? Yeah, um, I'd say uh, yeah, kind of all those other things that are. <laughs> that are outside the, the time that you put into the business. So um, relationships, um, I've got a, a great partner. We actually just got engaged last month. Um, oh, congratulations. After, thank you so much. Um, after, yeah, eight years together. So um, definitely carving out that time with the people you love. I think that's so important. Um, exercise, uh, whatever that may be. For me, it's running a few times a week, um, doing yoga. Um, yeah, and just those, those other things that you love doing. Like, you know, I, I like dance. I actually just uh, started a practice of after my morning meditation, um, dancing in the morning, like just before breakfast. Because um, hmm. I love dancing. And I'm just, I'm at, the, I'm at the point where I think I'm a little too old to go clubbing anymore. So, <laughs> so. Unless you're, yeah, unless you've got, you know, a regular dance class that you're attending, I just really don't get enough time. And so I, in the morning, I pump that music up and just before breakfast and just, I, I find that that's, and I just started doing that for the last uh, um, two weeks or so. And so I find that's really helped my mood in the morning to just, um, uh, yeah, just kind of uplift that and then, and then bringing that to the work later in the day is so helpful. So... Whatever, yeah, whatever that is for you, just uh, I think it's so important to just kind of, yeah, just get your mind off business for a bit and and uh, spend the time doing things you like to do because uh, that's what we're all here to do. Like that's what the, mm -hmm. the money is for, right? And, and, and yep. enriching our lives and our experiences. Do you find it hard for yourself to pull away from work? Like, are you a workaholic and you have to force yourself, or are you like? No, it's time to go and let me go do what I have to do and be with family and friends and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, like, business is almost always on my mind. Like, you know, I might I might have ideas in the middle of the night or, like, <laughs> yeah, at some point at night when I'm not on the computer. Um, like, and as a business owner, I think that's, that's just natural. Um, but I learned very, very, very early in the business um, 
the danger of burning out because mm. in the beginning, um, and this was still very early in my relationship with my partner where we weren't spending much time with each other, um, I would have email on like pretty much the whole day. And so I would see an email pop up at like 10 at night and check it and respond to it. And then, and I noticed like um, at that point, I just, I just didn't have any boundaries. And so it, when it started showing in my relationship and my partner um, was saying, hey, you know, why are you still working this late at night? I realized, wow, like I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, Mm. Because, yeah, because I had the computer just on all the time and, um, and I decided, yeah, I really do need to, to cut myself off at, you know, 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock um, like you do if you, you were in a, you know, working for somebody um, and just, yeah, just mentally try and cut off, cut off that time. And so because um, the nature of our business is it, it is quite 9 to 5, um, uh, yeah, it, that makes it really easy for us to schedule our hours. And I do try and cut it off. Like, I, yeah, I, I close my email off at around 5.30, and I might still be on the computer doing social media or something, but at least the time working in the business is over. Um, yeah, and I think it's just really important to, to set those boundaries, whatever they may be for, for you. Yeah, boundaries are very important indeed. Sort of on that theme, because it would be like a lesson you've had to learn. What, what do you think the hardest lesson that you've had to learn in life is, just not in, in business, but in life, and how has that shaped who you are today? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think it was that you can't do it all yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, because... I started my business thinking, yeah, I think I can do this on my own, and um, looking to my sister as a role model, but but comparing myself to people who are not in this same situation. So my sister may have become a partner of a small business, but she had a partner, and she had staff working with her, and and in the beginning, it was just me on my own, and um, and there are people out there like that, um, solopreneurs who, who make it work really great. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, and, and when I say you can't do it all yourself, that doesn't mean that you can't be in business for yourself, but you need support. And so that could be a mentor, that could be mastermind group or a networking organization. Um, now I'm getting the experience of, of um, working with interns and how that affects my bottom line. So now I'm, I'm actually realizing that um, me personally, I can only get to a certain point on my own, um, revenue-wise, and so now I'm I'm thinking, okay, if I want to grow the business, I am going to need staff, and that's just you know that's just how it is. And um, every business is different, but I think that one, yeah, that one lesson that I've learned that I tell people all the time is is you can't do it all yourself. Yeah, you need um, in one form or another uh, somebody else somebody else to work, mm. work with you or help you. Once again, kind of, you know, mentors, networking groups, um, and then, you know, employees if needed. Who, is, uh, yeah. who was the first kind of employee that you brought on? What, what were they? Oh, uh, my first intern, um, her name is Yvonne, and she is, uh, was a student at uh, the Vancouver College of Art and Design here. 
um, which doesn't sound like a PR uh, <laughs> program at all, but uh, they, they do go through a PR course. And um, a colleague of mine from a few years back, actually, from the fashion side, um, when I used to, to, to do a bit of fashion PR, um, she's an instructor at the school. And so she um, is able to forward my, um, my internship posting to her students. Um, hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so it happened to be one of the PR students who, uh, um, yeah, who came my way. Talk a little bit about you worked worked did some fashion PR did some film PR. Um, what what's it like doing PR for the entertainment industry, and and fashion industry because they're not it doesn't seem that those are very conscious industries yet. I mean there's some there mm -hmm. are some conscious companies in entertainment. There's some conscious musicians and whatnot, but the majority of it is not. So how did you find yourself working in that area? Yeah, that's a really timely question because I um, now that we have such strong values in our business and we're actively looking for clients who fit those values, um, now it doesn't really matter what industry they're in as long as they, yeah, as long as those values are very clear. So I have been doing a lot of research into um, eco fashion companies and and. Uh, um, yeah, and fashion, fashion companies that are uh, ethically minded. And um, actually, as a side note, my sister and I started a little side business last year um, where we're trying to upcycle um, fabric and clothing, primarily T-shirts, because T-shirts are very easy to work with, um, and upcycling them and creating new clothing. So last year, we launched uh, our first collection of dresses. And then uh, this fall, we're working on something, um, something different. Um, but through that, um, I've actually been doing a lot of research on other companies, and so that's kind of opened my eyes uh, as to where the fashion industry is going. And I think that they are definitely moving in a more conscious direction because it's being it, it's become so obvious with um, you know the factory uh, the factory tra tragedy and um, all of the waste that's being produced in fashion um, that uh, there is a better way of doing business. And then portraying to film, um, I've always been such a huge fan of um, of documentaries and and how they can really um, just shine light on an issue that um, either people don't know about or don't know a lot about and are increasingly increasingly become aware of. Um, I actually watched the documentary Earthlings at the end of two thousand seven. Um, one of my old uh, PR bosses was actually um, putting on this screening, and it impacted me so much that I decided um, I wanted to eventually stop eating meat. So yeah. it didn't happen overnight that I okay, you know, cold turkey, no more, no more chicken, no more burgers. But mm -hmm. um, over the course of a number of years, I've actually been able to cut it completely out of my diet. Um, Awesome. So I, if, if not for that documentary, um, honestly, I would, yeah, I'd probably be just, just have the same diet I've always had and just the lack of awareness of how, how most, uh, you know, factory farm animals are treated um, and, and, and uh, the demand, uh, the, the way that the food industry works and the demand for that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually actively looking for uh, – documentarians and, and uh, conscious film film uh, producers who would like to, 
to work on this type of content because I would that that fits in perfectly with the work that we're trying to do. That movie was. I was already vegan by the time I saw that movie. It's pretty brutal. I mean, it's it's very eye-opening, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I always tell people who are vegan and haven't seen it, I'm like, if you're vegan for life, you don't need to see it. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to see it. <laughs> it's definitely horrifying. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce, and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. Oh yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night, dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you embrace your yes to success. Beautiful job, eWomen! Do you like to travel? Would you like to travel more frequently? How about even having your own personal travel agent, including having 24-7 access to a very user-friendly website to book your travel as well? Look no further than Discount Travel Vacation. Robert Hernandez Jr. is a certified travel consultant and can help you with any of your travel needs. Anything from travel transportation by air, train, or car through well-known companies you have probably used at some time in your life. Also, pages and pages of hotels to choose from that you would normally stay at. The differences in booking your travel with Discount Travel Vacation is the one-on-one care you get from having your own personal travel agent to the very engaging website to book your travel through to the many discounts you will have access to. There are also lots of other travel options to choose from, such as vacation packages and cruises. Do not delay. Check out his site today, discounttravel.paycation.com. And we're back on the record. So after seeing that movie, because I know for me it kind of sent me on this path of sort of – being negative towards humanity. So what kind of effect did it have on you with, with, with regards to the human race? Wow. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure if I've even thought of that. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point um, I have. And, and that can, yeah, that, that can, I think, you know, make you feel really hopeless. And, and, and yeah, and, and uh you know, a lot of people don't know about this, and who am I to to affect change? But uh, I think it really helped me. Um, it helped me because I think I was at that point in my business where um, just work was not aligning, and mm. and that document uh, documentary, as well as some other people I started meeting um, and practicing conscious business, really motivated me to think about what what can I bring. Um, and so 
again, having the writing skills and um, a couple years under my belt with this PR business, I decided, you know what, I, I can use my business to affect change. And, um, and when I came up with the name Conscious PR, I thought about it at the end of 2011. Um, I needed to sit on that idea for a couple months because it, it kind of scared me. It, like, it was like that signal from God that's like, here you go. <laughs> this is what you, you're meant to do. And it's like, really? Like, and so, yeah, I sat on it for a couple months and, and wondered, do I really want to try this out? And, um, and then, uh, yeah, and I decided, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. Try it out. Um, so I, I launched the brand in 2012 while still having my other company name. Um, to see what would happen, and so I, and so start, clients started coming to me um, under that new brand, and that was the signal to me. Okay, I'm on like I'm on the right path here. I'm onto something. These people um, align; they jive with what I am jiving with, and um, and I can do this. And so, at the end of 2012, I just decided to change the old name over, and. Um, yeah, and then just continue the path. And it's so rewarding to be able to align your personal values with work. There's just, um, yeah, I mean, I wish this for every business to be able to do that because when we're working in sync with the people who need our service, the product, um, you know, and, and seeing them happy with the results that we're, we're getting for them, it, it almost doesn't feel like work. It's like we are doing something great for the world. Um, when we're able to empower each other in this way. Yeah, being in alignment, that's, that's very much key. You know, I've, I see so many people who are just miserable in their lives because they're working jobs that they, they're not in alignment mm-hmm. with, you know. And, and, and what's even more sort of, um, I don't really want to say sad, but um, that they don't even know it. They don't even realize it. It's like they're, they're, they're sleepwalking through life and they don't even see it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, there's a lot of polarity going on now in the world, um, and I think that's part of this conscious awakening process. You know, it's kind of it's got to get worse before it can get better. So everything's kind of getting yeah. polarized. Yeah. Yeah, but um, there is there there is. I think there's that. It's it's the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. analogy where yeah, you do have to kind of feel those challenges and those dark moments so that when you see the other side, it becomes so much, uh, yeah, it's so much more clear to you that this is not where you're supposed to be. And then you can now work mm-hmm. towards um, something different. Yeah, it's a, it's a catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. So what current uh, challenges are you facing and maintaining uh, for your for your business? Well, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of last year, along with the, the goal of getting the B Corp certification, um, I decided, you know, we've done some really great work locally, um, and now I think it's time for us to start getting more national experience in terms of uh, PR or social media campaigns that are um, more widespread. And so I've been trying to uh, network with people outside the city, uh, which is an interesting challenge. I mean, it's doable because, you know, with, with the ease of email and social media, you can connect very easily to companies uh, 
uh, outside your own city. Um, yeah, but but there's also you can't get FaceTime with them, right? Uh, and so uh, Skype has been uh, yeah uh, used a lot, <laughs> used more than ever. Mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, I've been connecting a lot with some of the other B Corps that uh, are marketing companies that are. Um, that are B Corp certified and just introducing myself to them and letting them know that we're working on certifications and, you know, perhaps we can collaborate on projects together in the future. Um, so that's an interesting challenge. I'm not quite sure I've navigated through it uh, gracefully, <laughs> but uh, it's something that I'm working, I'm working through now is that how do you market yourself nationally, um, you know what I mean, with the limited resources that I have um, as well as, as trying to um, uh, grow the team. And I think that'll be possible once we're able to um, just increase the volume of our work and perhaps uh, get a few national campaigns under our belt. So that's, that's what I'm working on uh, now. What are some ways that you are marketing your company right now? Um, well, there's kind of the, the usual uh, content marketing, so staying active on social media. Um, I've been putting out a lot of um, posts uh, on LinkedIn's Pulse. Uh, I think that's, that's been somewhat helpful. I, it, it seems to be the, the usual local companies that are engaging with it. But um, being active there, um, I, I joined eWomen Network at the end of last year. Um, I, was, I wasn't a member. I was going to their events. Um, here and there over the last couple of years, but have finally become a member because as a member you can um, uh, utilize the online database. And so that's what I've been using to reach out to some of the other members uh, in the other chapters. Um, and again, reaching out to, um, I, kind of, I kind of did a, a sweep of the other PR companies across Canada and, and, and seeing if any of them share our values and um, if we can collaborate with any of them. Um, so I've been doing stuff like that, um, and like I said, the B Corp outreach, just to let people know um, that we're out that we're out there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's difficult. Like we don't have a huge, uh, you know, advertising or uh, um, budget that you know we can put on a campaign with. Um, so it is a lot of time investment that I that I'm putting in. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that it'll pay off, especially once we get uh, the B Corp certification. And they actually do they actually do some media outreach for you, I believe, when mm -hmm. you um, when you get the certification. They'll do a news release and, and a bit of a, a media outreach for you. But I yeah, I do plan on doing that uh, uh, locally as well, because I think that would be yeah, it's like doing PR for the PR company. <laughs> so that yeah. would be that'll be that'll be a fun project to work yeah. on once, once we get there. Nice, nice. So any final words of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners on um, getting into the field of PR? Um, I, yeah, I'd say experience is, is the best way to get into it. Um, you can, of course, uh, go through a, a program at school. There are a number of PR programs out there, but experience is, is the best thing, um, whether that's an internship or um, yeah, actually, I'd say an internship is the best way to get in, um, to get experience. Um, and then, uh, yeah, writing, honing in, honing, honing your writing skills, um, even uh, kind of visual, uh, visual work. Um, like I've got just 
super basic Photoshop skills, but um, some of my past interns have been like whizzes on, on these design programs, and that's helped us, helped us and our clients um, to, uh, yeah, to just kind of um, increase that visual impact. So if you've got any of those skills, those can be very helpful. Um, yeah, and just, just stay true to yourself, I think. Um, PR is that kind of practice that can apply to a whole different number of industries, um, uh, whether it's you know, a boutique agency like ours where you're working on multiple clients at the same time, or your PR in-house for one company and you're only working on that one company and their stories. Um, mm -hmm. I think just the breadth of experience that you can get will really tell you where you, where you fit in. So experience is the best thing. Well, folks, that wraps up another episode of On the Record. Tune in next week. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Steve.